Welcome to a special edition of Entropy Rising, an LTM gaming endeavor. Uh, we are still, we are wrapping up the uh, special edition that we started from last time. Uh, it is still TJ as Boothal. I'm Paul, I'm playing Kunthal, the female dwarf warden. I'm Steve, I'm playing Dykol, the male dwarf fighter knight. Last time, the young prince Boothal and his companions, Kunthal and Dykol, were urgently called towards a new mining area where the miners were under attack by lava monsters. They were able to successfully fight back the monsters and save some of the miners who had gotten out of the tunnel and into the main entry cave, but they are now in the middle of a skill challenge and are going down the tunnel to try and save as many survivors in three rounds as they can. Okay, so the rule is that if someone uses a skill in that round, you cannot use it again, and you cannot use the same skill in back-to-back rounds. Um, other than that, uh, we are free to go explore, and everybody rolls initiative. Oh, please, low. Why do you want to roll low? So I don't have to go first. I got a nine. Twenty-one. Can I... That's a good waste of a nineteen. Maybe I should have gone first, because you could take my, like, good thing. Yes, I can, and will, if possible. <laughs> oh, I've got some things I can do. I have two. <laughs> the third will take a little bit of finagling, <laughs> and then the rest is garbage. Just, like, complete garbage. So, for dwarves, this is kind of like the street, so streetwise, check. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah, their their streets are just always paved and underground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, Dykel, you go first. I'd like to use thievery to steal a survivor <laughs> from the brink of death. <laughs> you know, make it more make it more inventive. You want to steal their soul. Oh. And then you'll eventually try to get him back to life right, if you can. Right. And if you can't, well, you tried. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, Steve. Dykel. I wasn't looking at D20. Sorry, I'm still looking at my character sheet. Oh. I wasn't looking at it. I couldn't hear TJ. I don't listen to you. I did say that they were I am going to. I am going to run really quickly and far into the caves... Pushing myself beyond my normal limits using my endurance to try to find people that would be further away than everybody else. Or if there are places where there's lots of like dust from rocks, you know, like places where normal, like it would take a lot of holding one's breath to go and look for those people. You know, I imagine there's no fire here, but I mean. Well, there's the lava guys though. Yeah, I was going to say, there were lava guys. You could. Okay, what I'm imagining is that there could be lots of clouds of dust, and so I'd be able to hold my breath longer going to be able to find people within uh, what would be obscured areas where you wouldn't be able to see them until you were actually in it looking around, and I would be holding my breath for that time to find them. Yeah, that, that sounds like a better description for endurance to me. Dykol as the first player is going to go where there have been potential cavens or... Uh, and or where the lava has leaked through and there is 
depending on the scenario that that TJ best prefers, either it's you know dust that's been kicked up from the part of the cave collapsing, or it's the fumes that would be coming off of a lava flow, but uh, making it very hard to see. Uh, Daikol is holding his breath for extra lengths of time, using his endurance to try to find people in possibly trapped in those areas. Uh, and my total die roll is a 24. And that is a success. So Daikol runs basically, you know, straight through and finds an area. Uh, he just he basically runs as far as he can and uh, gets close to where uh, they may have most recently been digging and finds a survivor back there, and he starts to pull them out. And now it is Boothel's turn. And let's see if he's good at anything. Okay, so Boothel is going to uh, go in maybe like a third of the way down the tunnel before he sees some of like the uh, most uh, endangered victims from the lava creature's attack. And Boothel is going to use healing to stabilize them so they can be safely moved out. Oh no! Motherfucker. Yes! <laughs> uh, and he fails. So I'm going to use an action point, because I have one of those. And I got it to light up, because I have a sweet die that lights up when I roll a 20. So I've never seen that before. I have, on rare occasions, sometimes I've set it down to see it. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no. I I got a success this time. So, uh, Boothel goes in, finds a survivor fairly near the entryway who is very badly burned. And he was able to uh, stabilize him using ancient dwarven healing techniques in which he feeds him ale. Because I'm uncreative and dwarves drink ale. So that makes it Kuntal's turn. Okay. So I cannot use heal, because that is the rule. And you can't use Endurance, because that's also the rule. I can't use the person twice before me? You can't... Yeah, they didn't say I that. I said you can't repeat in a round. Oh. Can I do the same thing from round to round? No, you cannot. No. You, and, they said, and he also said we can't do the same things in each round. Okay. So I can't do anything that either of you did. And next round you can't do what and you do And I can't do, do the same round. thing. Okay. So... I will, uh, Kunto will sort of, whereas Taiko just kind of ran in, uh, Kunto cautiously moves forward and uses her knowledge of dungeoneering to examine the structure and maybe find a pocket where a survivor might be hidden. Sounds good enough to me. Alright. That's a 16. That's no good. Actually, a 16 is just fine. Hmm. Hooray. 
Kunthal wanders down and uh, intuitively decides to turn down an off-branch, thinking that perhaps a survivor, rather than running towards the entrance, uh, chose to duck, you know, double back down a side way and find someone and is able to escort them out. Back to the top of the round, it's Dykol's turn again. Dykol, while uh, going back, at, or you know, in his previous time through, thought he heard some cries from a different level than the cave. So, like, whether they were digging a shaft for an air vent or you know, they found a previous cave, it's, they managed to dig into a previous cave, there was just a different level to it, so it's not all in the same cave plane, if you will. Okay. And he was going to climb up to see if what he, what he heard was people. Dwarves. Using, using athletics. Using TJ's famed Skill challenge choice. Athletics of, for everything. No, climb for everything. Climb for everything. I climb up on the oh, desk. Climb for everything, Craig. <laughs> look, look intimidating by climbing up on the desk. Uh, that is a 23. I believe you also tried to climb up the boat in the last skill challenge. <laughs> I don't remember climbing a boat. I definitely remember climbing a tree and a desk. The desk was the, the desk. best. The desk was very <laughs> yeah. pronounced. Um... That that was definitely also a success. Woo-woo! Um, this this non, non-mind character can actually do skill challenges. Woo-woo! <laughs> That's only in the morning. Let's see. Uh, so, Boothal is going to run out to um, pass the cave back towards sort of the main area. And he's going to take some workers from other areas who um, maybe feel that they're not well-equipped to help out in this situation, who feel like they should just keep going about their own tasks, and he's going to talk them into coming and trying to help. Um He's going to use diplomacy. So he fails to just like to screw you. We're not helping the other ones. <laughs> oh gee, we'd love to help, but we're really not not rescuers. We're really more like I'm the lunch guy. <laughs> I totally pulled a hammy coming out of there. And that's a twenty-four. So I succeed. Did we have a threshold for success, or was it just like how many people can we save? I said it, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't tell us yeah, what okay. it was. What I said was threshold. I assume. I said we're going to see how many we can save in three rounds. Yeah. So oh. no matter what, we're all taking three turns. It's just a matter of how many we can save. So, yeah. uh, Kunto, it is your turn. Well, Kunto will. Like, all the little peons run in and start bringing people out, and she decides, hey, I think I could help at the mouth of the tunnel rather than going back in. I'll just sit out here and heal 
these rescued people for a while. So I will use heal. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, you know, you know what? How about you heal the people as they go in to help <laughs> to help the other people come out? I'm healing the people who are whoever's there and needs healing. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a twenty total. That is another success. See, aren't skill challenges fun when you only have like eight skills to choose from? <laughs> right, and you all have right. like points well, in them. It's fun when it's it's fun when it's from a system that came up with the idea of skill challenges right. hey. not being shoehorned into another hey. system and and make the players fail and feel worthless no, every time. No, that is not my fault you guys failed. That, okay, you have more options, and I lowered all the DCs <laughs> to account for a broader, like, for skill points to be distributed among more skills, so... Yep, and we and we literally succeeded in, like, 2 out of 12 <laughs> skill You challenges. got better by the end. You, you can't get better. <laughs> You either roll and you succeed, or you roll and you don't. Yeah. We beat the one with Dell, and that was it, right? No. We we definitely did one more, but I mean... I think you just have horrible memories of failing so miserably the very first time. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, like, I don't know if we had no, a success no. we in failed, that one. No, no, we had... I think we failed three or four straight skill challenges before we actually got one. Yeah. Okay, so Dykel is up again, Correct. Correct. Now, nobody used endurance, or I didn't use endurance the last time, so it's it's and, sat out a whole round. And you're and up first this I'm, time. I'm the first person. So guess what? <laughs> it's going to be more of the same. <laughs> Going in, braving the, the, the harsh, uh, noxious chemicals, or, you know, gas that's coming out, and saving people. So. Well done. 26. That's enough. Good job, Steve. What is your endurance? 10. There you go. I don't have anything over at 9. Let's see. Uh, What's your next highest after the 9? I have 7s. A few 7s. Boothal is going to think back about what he learned about the mountain growing up and what dangers are present on this side and where the most likely veins of lava are and starts to think about, you know, where they should be located and... Um, motherfucker. <laughs> and where they... Uh, you know, how how did they go astray? You know, because there there shouldn't have been lava there. Um, and so he he figures out that something could have been rerouted, and if that's the case, maybe there are other places where there could have been lava exposure. And aside from just this main hallway where they found it initially, where uh, Dykel went running the first time. And so uh, he goes down a side corridor, and sure enough, there's lava there, too. Uh, and he did all this using history. And... I totally thought you were going to steal my skill, but... 18. <laughs> so, I pass. Uh, 
Uh, so that is another success. And now, so that is, was the history of the lava. That was the history of <laughs> the history of the lava flow through the mountain. Yes. Okay. So, Kuntal, you're last. So, I was gonna say Kuntal was gonna take a. So now, well, you can decide if this is appropriate or not. Kuntal is noticing that pretty much all the people are pulled out, and uh, instead of going in to save another dwarf, she's going to go in and just try to uh, perceive how this started, and maybe, so it could be she's either looking for a way to, if there's a way she could direct people, uh, like if she can notice how to block it off or if like notice uh what else is amiss that might be going wrong okay i don't know like what would what would you want her to be i'm trying to use perception but um if there's a way that you would like me to use it to no i think that you you said you're going to try and uh like, I just, I was going to say, like, see where they went wrong, or see what was, but then Boothel's history of the lava kind of messed that up, so. No, 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 he he used history, which led him to check another path where, unexpectedly, there was lava. And so you're now looking, and you're observing the tunnels to try and see, like, did they veer in, away incorrectly, which led them to the lava. Or how about this? I uh, Kuntal looks around and tries to see if if this is more like engineering. We don't have that anymore. Um, <laughs> like if there is further damage happening. Like is there an imminent uh, failure that's coming of the you know part of the structure that's going to collapse even more? That we just need to close this off, or is it relatively stable? Sure. Okay. I'll do that. Are you using the assess skill? <laughs> right. Um, and I rolled a natural one, so I'll go ahead and use my action point. And that'll be. You're gonna you're gonna want to save it because, frankly, we already saved everybody. <laughs> Fifteen. And no, but we get it back after the skill challenge anyway. I thought it was every three milestones. Nope. Every two? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um. No, each milestone you get your action point back, but each uh, to get to a milestone is two encounters, I think. Okay. And this counts as an encounter? I believe so. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, that was a success. Yay. So, uh, we've gone in, we've mobilized other dwarves, we've helped tend to the wounded, and we've managed to pull out a good, you know, 15 other miners. Uh, and the really wonderful news is that there doesn't appear to be any fatalities. Uh, no dwarves were lost. Many will be laid up for a while. Uh, some 
required clerics and not just simple healing. Uh, but everybody was able to escape with their lives. Hooray! Is there an imminent uh, danger from the tunnel? Kunthal is at the end of the tunnel uh, where it's incredibly bright from the lava and uh, calls in both Boothal and Daikal. And the three stand together and... The three holes. Right. They stand together and they inspect... Can we have a move where we all make a melee attack against the target and we can call it the three-hole punch? <laughs> you can call it. Well, you're, you're definitely filling that big hole that Matt is leaving, <laughs> but... I, I was wondering if... if so, you know, if we have our certain collection of characters already, you know, if there's, like, two more of us and we can get, you know, Captain Hole. <laughs> Captain Hole. I was going to say Wordhole. <laughs> like, he predicts fates, oh. so W-Y-R-D. How was combined? <laughs> Continue. Isn't Boothall our Captain Hole? He's the main hole. He's the main hole. Dwarf's like it's somewhere very uncomfortable. <laughs> Alright. So, the tunnel now, I assume, looks like it's a tunnel, right? Are you asking us? I'm asking you guys. Yes. No, yes, and therefore we say <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a tunnel. Oh, and Boothal, if he lost uh amount of hit points equal to or close to his healing surge value, should not forget to heal himself. Nope, he's doing fine. Um, okay. So did I... I guess what I was asking is, did I adjust the um, shaded areas to make it look more like a tunnel as opposed to a big open cave? Oh, yes. And Except that you can clearly see the white edges of a lot of these things. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. There's a big red bar. Is that the lava? Yes. Okay. It shouldn't be... I mean, the big red bar should be partially obscured by the shade. Daiko still has an aura. I always have an aura. Hmm. Oh, no, I turned it off. <laughs> Dink. <laughs> but I'll put it back on later, so don't actually remove it in the game. Or on the screen. I think you should be able to do it yourself, can't you? I think you should... I didn't know how you put it on. You should stipulate that your aura gives off a slight glow about the same level as a normal torch. I don't believe I get to have that say. Why not? It's flavor. Yeah, absolutely. My defensive aura? <laughs> it's just like a torch. <laughs> no, no, no. My defensive aura is... <laughs> it's a psychological defense. Oh. So if you attack me, I'll use sublimation, or <laughs> I'll redirect, or I'll blame, or something. So, Kunthal has called us down this hallway, or down this tunnel, and the shaft ends, and there's sort of like a, for lack of a better word, a waterfall of lava. 
like what comes out of Skeletor's castle? Yes. Yes. Um, it's probably flowing in the same direction that we were walking just above us, and it's basically flowing right over the edge. So it's not like, you know, we could get, even if, like, if we were immune to heat, like, we could sort of lean over and look down. Like, if you stuck your head into where it's going down, like, you would immediately be touching the lava. So it's a sheet right, basically forming another wall. And this appears to be where one of the monsters came out. Um, that you, you can only imagine that because any dwarf worth his salt, you know, first acts into stone, if the lava comes out, you know, would know to immediately pack up the wall and prevent it from collapsing further. So, um, it, it's obvious that the monster pushed its way the rest of the way out, opening, widening the opening up enough for that to have occurred. Um, I have a question. Ask away. This is slightly metagame, but I don't want you to forget, uh, if it's, if it's actually happening, does Butho look uncomfortable? No, Butho okay. looks fine. Okay. Paul, we haven't gotten to the part okay. where we shove him into a hole. <laughs> where he's trapped underneath the cave-in for like three years or something. Yep. I'm waiting for my moment. <laughs> I know, we, I already know the future. I know that Anakin will turn into Darth right. Vader. So now it's just a matter of making it happen. <laughs> So, um, Kunthal calls us all down, and... Wait, who does? Kunthal? Oh. Because I was perceiving things. Yeah, because she was looking. And, uh, points out, you know, the lava flow, and that, you know, it doesn't appear to be eroding anything away, and that... You know, the monsters, because of the rubble and the way it fell through, probably pushed their way through. Um, to which Boothel responds, uh, Nay, uh, those, those creatures... <laughs> nay! <laughs> those creatures were fierce, but surely they couldn't have pushed out this much, even if both of them together had done it. This opening is too wide for them to have pushed themselves. Bum, bum, bum. And, and Wait, Dredder, how old you, is Boothal? Boothal is younger. He is not... He's only, like, we'll say 60. So you guys are both, you know... He's, like, a young adult, and you guys are established adults within the community. Then I will say... Uh, Butho, so young. We've, we have seen this before. Die Cole, even if he probably, whether he agreed or not, he would agree with Kunthal. <laughs> <laughs> he knows where his bread gets buttered. She's right, she's right, lad. <laughs> and, and, and Boothel appears petulant at his response, you know, expecting, you know, more support from his friends and, Friend. Said I'm his friend. You guys are. Yeah, we're. You're his stalwart companions. Oh. Uh, we're his bodyguards. We're, we're like. <laughs> we were assigned. We're, we're, we're like Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> you know. 
what's this crap out of trouble? Yeah. Timon. Um, His name was Timon. Timon and Pumbaa. Oh. Yeah. Moon says, "No, you're you're wrong. There's no way that they could have done this." Well, perhaps not the ones that we faced, but surely there are more powerful ones lurking. Which would be nice, because we haven't actually fought a solo creature yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) Boothal says, "Perhaps, perhaps you're right, but then we should certainly explore all the caves and or all the tunnels, and figure out where they could be. If we wanted to go about this the smart way, we would go get a whole horde of other dwarves and canvas this place thoroughly, as the immediate threat is over. You're right. I'll I'll go find a group that's not too tired from having done survivor runs and uh, we'll organize and then we'll start a sweep. Then he looks to you guys for support with this decision. Like, do you agree with him? Do you tell him that's a terrible are you idea? Sure it's, are you sure it's wise, laddie, to, to get all of these people who've been injured and bring them right back into the cave? Oh, let him let him go further up. He can find those that weren't involved. And uh, she, she winks. Daiko, you and I can we'll stay down here and look around a little bit. He he's like, well, I have been getting a little hot and bothered. <laughs> I'll put sure we can poke around the holes. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on, you can't see it, but just visualize with your brain. Seeing these lava creatures was a real shocker. <laughs> Boo! Boo! <laughs> <laughs> It's like the gong show. I'm hoping for more gongs. So Boothal goes up and you guys stay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Boothal goes and he comes back. Maybe 45... Hold on. I was going to say, so there's no sexual encounter in between? Well... I can't... I can't get off, you know, Daikol can't get off Kunthol's armor without her permission. That's right. Wuzzle <laughs> doesn't come back for 45 minutes, so... Oh, don't worry, they're dwarves. They would totally utilize all 45 minutes. Lots of stamina. Exactly. Um, so, Boothal returns and says to Kunthol and Daikol... <laughs> Um, our hair, our, like, my hair slicked back with sweat. And, <laughs> my armor's on know. backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you're a female, so, like, you have the inherent the breasts, breasts are on the back. You <laughs> <laughs> these weird humps. <laughs> uh, Even hide armor would be very obviously <laughs> on backwards. Uh... Boothal says, I was able to find about 40 other other dwarves. Oh, holy crap. Nice work, um, Boothal. He is the clan. Ah, that's true. You know, heir, heir apparent. Yeah. Heirship. Um, Heirship. 
there there appear to be about um, you know three main branches, and each of those has four to eight um, branches off of it. So I figure we can split up into teams of three or four and clear these out. Sounds like a plan. I, I would suggest that since we have the, the recent experience of fighting these creatures, that each of us goes down a main corridor. So that way, if something happens, we can rally the other dwarves around us. Uh, Dicole says, I don't know how far I'm going to get without her, but I'll try. Good, good. As he's buckling his pants back on. <laughs> um, so... I would totally see him picking his teeth, <laughs> even even if he's got nothing in his teeth. Like that's just what I would see him doing. I'm glad uh, you've gotten a hold of this character so quickly, Steve. It's not grabbing a hold of; it's getting inside oh. of the hole. That you need to do. <laughs> so, uh, you guys each go, and we each take a group of about, you know. 13 doors with us and we start down each of the main corridors and then spread out into smaller groups and go and we find that, you know, they're the tunnel that we started in and the other tunnel that terminated in lava. But for the most part, all the others just end and no other large beasts are found. Um, in fact, the fire trails, which for now, for the most part, are pretty much extinguished, but the uh, char trails that they left behind um, indicate that, you know, one came out of the main tunnel that we had found, and one came out of the slightly smaller tunnel to the side. Now, well, actually, the, the tunnel was slightly smaller, but the opening was much smaller. So when Boothel's done examining his end. Uh, he thanks all the dwarves and sends them on their way and retreats back to the main opening of the cavern where the uh, tunnel begins. Like where we fought the things? Yes. Okay. So... Is, is that what happens with you guys as well? Do you do the same general approach, or do you handle things differently? Oh, no. The same exact approach. It would be, get to the end, you realize that you can't, there's nothing new to find, unless if there's a, you know, something that we, you know, missed, but we wouldn't know that we missed it, and then bring everybody back to the middle. But I wouldn't, I don't think I would dismiss them. I would wait for you to dismiss them. I would just bring them back to the middle. Yeah. Okay. Unless I can be like, yeah, I, I totally found a giant lava thing at the end of my tunnel, and I start shouting for help. Help, help, help. Oh, God. Oh, oh Archie. Um, <laughs> so, so we end up saving an anime character. <laughs> That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, 
Exactly. What's up, Chun Li? Once you guys return, you know, Boodle sends away the dwarves that went with you and thanks them for their help. And, uh, he says to, you know, Kundal and Daikol again, I, I think that there is something more going on with that large tunnel with the large lava flow. Can we go back and look one more time? You're the heir. It's, it's your clan, lad. Okay. Um, so, the three doors return down the tunnel again. And, um, you know, they get to the end and they stand a ways away from it and you know, Boothel looks intently at the lava flow. Uh, what, what, what are Kunthal and Daikal doing? Are they making googly eyes at each other? Or are they <laughs> looking at the lava flow as well? Or are they like looking at Boothel and trying to figure out why he's so insistent upon hanging out here? I imagine that the, at least on the walk there, he would have, Daikal would have, you know, faked like he was tying his boot and then intentionally like pinched Kunthal's butt on the way. <laughs> You know, there, but I mean, it, I think Daiko would actually be trying to look to at least say, Yes, I looked, I didn't see anything. Yeah. And, you know, because I mean, it is possible that we missed something, but I feel like if all three of us are actually actively looking, I know I would be actively looking. Daiko would be actively looking. Okay. Um, after. Looking at the lava flow for about uh, three minutes, Boothel steps forward and with two hands lifts one of the heavier stones that was knocked loose from the cave wall. And uh, Caving it all in on us so we all die? No, it was just loose rubble at the bottom of the... Oh, floor. sorry. It wasn't load-bearing. No, Did no. you have some idea, Boothel? And without saying much, Boothel sort of takes it, swings it back, forward, back, and then on the final forward motion, just sort of lets it go. And uh, it goes up, and then it hits the lava flow, and very briefly breaks through it. Um, obviously, lava flows much heavier than water, so you know once it hits it, it sort of sinks down pretty quickly, but it does appear to have enough momentum that it went through. Is this significant in some way that I should know as a dwarf? Um, you hear a hor- horrifying, horrifying roar. Oh, nice job, Boothel. A enormous red snout sticks through the fire and takes a deep breath in. I slash it with my sword. I turn my back to try to shield Kunthol while she's trying to stab it. Alright, let's, uh, you guys can have a surprise round. I don't suppose it's like a brand new day. It sure isn't. (laughs) This appears to be a moral dilemma. 
What? I said this. <laughs> this appears to be a moral dilemma. Why? Because at first it was weird. Though I swore to eliminate the worst of the plague that devoured humanity. Or dwarf vanity. It's a Could brand new day. Have shown me the way. <laughs> the sun is high. All the birds are singing that you're gonna die. Come on, Steve. What? It's a brand new day and the sun is high. All the birds are oh, singing. I don't know the you're words. Gonna die. <laughs> Go ahead and it's laugh. Okay, yeah, you're a funny guy. Sorry, I I. I know the Captain Hammer one. <laughs> I hate the homeless ness problem. Ness problem. <laughs> so, oh man, such a good, so good. Okay. Have any of you guys seen the Much Ado About Nothing? No. No. Okay. Sorry, Josh Whedon. I'm going, to, I'm going to see it because I just I I'll I'll literally see anything Nathan Fillion is in. I watched White Noise too, and nothing can be worse than that. So. All right. Well, uh, this is a surprise round. Go ahead and roll though, Gwynthal. Just a melee basic. You said you were swiping it with your sword. Yep. It's up uh, to you. Twenty versus AC. That's a no. Oh. That does not hit. How sad. That's not establishing anything good. Uh, go ahead and roll initiative. Oh wow, that's also not a good sign. Oh, oh nope. Uh. <laughs> what did you roll? A three. I rolled a one. <laughs> so my total is three. I'm glad I used my daily on that fucking lava thing. You know. <laughs> Considering it lasted the end of the encounter and the encounter ended right. the round after you did it. You really thought that through. Well, I didn't know we were going to have another fight against, like, a dragon. Oh, come on. You know, T- I knew TJ what this was going to look like. Encounter, skill challenge, encounter. You're very obvious. Your tur- you, you said you, your total was a three, Steve? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Are we not using the... Oh, oh. I'm sorry. I lied. My total was a 34. <laughs> okay. Um, what the fuck? Can I roll my percentage die? I, I probably still won't beat his initiative. <laughs> probably not. Oops. I rolled a 20. <laughs> Hold on. I want to... Out my percentage die. I rolled a 20. <laughs> I got a there second. Go. <laughs> so I didn't do a lot better than what we did. All right. The dragon, who you hit in the nose with your sword, and now is furious, uh, Super. attacks the wall. I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to come out and be like, hey guys, and now he's like, you mother. <laughs> he was friendly until I, you know, tapped right. him on the nose with my sword, ineffectually. His, his initial voice was, you know, like, or his initial demeanor was like Pete, and, you know, from Pete's yeah. dragon, like the dragon. <laughs> But now... There. Now, now that's more how it should look. Eating Dykel. Well, it's 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 more towards, like, the middle-ish, but that way his neck looks more like it's coming out of the lava as opposed to coming out of the wall. He comes, and he... So, based on the size of his head, what's 
would you guess is the relative size of the dragon? Wait, I get a thing against large creatures. <laughs> it's uh, like this is bigger than large. Plus one AC. Woo! <laughs> so the dragon sticks his head all the way through, sees us. Booth, I'll run. And near the airship. Hold on a second. I have to roll. Hopefully, this is like Aladdin. He says a magic carpet that he uses all the time. Wow. Uh, totally awesome for us. He unleashes. Which he? The dragon? The, the, the dragon goes to unleash a horrible, horrible roar. But perhaps because we all care so much for one another, uh, <laughs> we are not, you know, soiling our pants. Awesome. We managed to stand our ground. But the dragon does, after its roar, pull its head back, and there is the horrific noise of its claws scrabbling at the wall, and you can see that it's eroding and pulling back. Like it's trying to collapse the thing? Well, it's at the very least trying to... um, Vocabulary? No, it's trying to widen the opening. It wants to get in further. Uh Uh-huh. And once again, I ask the question, what size is this? You know, use 3.5 terms. You know, is it simply large? I know it's not large. Is it... It's gargantuan. Colossal. It's gargantuan. The biggest size possible? Yep. Oh, good. But it's really young. It's just got a growth spurt. Mm. It's it's just an illusion. Right. Find the gnome and kill him. <laughs> Boothel could be a gnome in disguise. I can see it. There we go. Now it's able to get more through. So it's actually it actually did pull back. So we can't see it, but we can only hear its claws scrabbling. It is Boothel's turn. Boothel screamed, "Run!" Mm-hmm. Just as I- a thing that happened. Specifically to him, too. Specifically Ah. to him. She said, Boothel run. Oh, Boothel said, Boothel run. Boothel does run. At it. Oh, no, no, no. He was told to run. And he saw a fucking thing whose head is so big that, you know. (laughs) Wait. He was told to run and he did. Pee your pants while doing (laughs) it. All of a sudden, there's a trail behind him. Yay. (laughs) Be able to find our way back to the dragon. Boothel, but then he turns and looks and sees that you guys aren't coming. And he's like, come on! And... He actually says, come on? Yes. He heard run Boothel, but he assumed that that meant that you guys were also going to run. Maybe you would be a half step behind him, but you were also going to turn. That was his assumption. So, that all you heard, though, was come on. So, Boothel, it is your turn. So... <laughs> If I move here, can I mark the dragon? Remember, my mark is automatic for any... It's a free action for any adjacent enemy. Okay, so one second. I basically just want to know if it's... Like, is it possible that Kunthal could see and or... uh, The dragon would be close enough? Like, is the dragon adjacent to Kunthal at that point? That's showing the blast for (laughs) Something's wrong with your aura, Daikal. <laughs> Change color. 
like a so, sickly orange now instead of the bright yellow it was. Oh, it's always been sickly. Oh. So you want to know, can you mark him? Yes, you okay. can mark him. Okay, so Kutho is standing here, and she kind of turns towards Daikol and um, all of her, you know, any sort of trace of joking or, you know, friendly banter is gone from her face, and she just gives him a look and... Like, okay, this sucks, and it's over. Um, she is going to... Wait, and it's over as in, oh, that was... No, 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 oh, like, that's over. like, like oh, see you on the other side, and um, she, is, she marks the dragon, and then uses her Warden's Tempest, so just a massive amount of lightning... Um, and sort of thunder wave energy bursts out from her shield in front of her, and it slides the dragon back a square. That is a minor action. And apparently, even though it's fucking gargantuan, it doesn't matter because there's no attack for this power. It just happens. I'm just gonna... I like it. <laughs> I just... I'm looking... It just has to be marked. I just... Yeah... No, I assume that. Well, yeah, I mean, I just want to make sure that there's nothing that says that it can't be moved. Right. But I don't right. think that's. I don't see anything that says that. And then that's probably just inherent based on common sense. Now, in the game, you should, I, I'm glad that you're doing it, but there's no way. Oh. Well, okay. Never mind. Yep. Okay. Well, if it can't be moved, that's fine. It doesn't matter. That was no. only a minor. Angle. Oh no 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 no! That's what you did is absolutely fine. And then uh, she directs the energy into the tunnel and rock around us and uses her Roots of Stone and Counter Power, which is a burst of primal energy that ripples through the ground around her. Uh, and she is actually trying to collapse the tunnel. Okay. And I'm... I mean, this is technically an attack against an enemy. Uh, it's a burst attack, but she's... I don't want to use it like that. She's trying to basically use her warden, you know, part of the mountain sort of ability to collapse this tunnel completely so the dragon can't get through to the rest of the community. And it okay. is, it's like collapsing, bringing it down on herself. Right. Understood. So... I don't know if you want to roll something. Technically, since I pushed the dragon, I'm, she's trying to push the dragon back so it's farther back when the t- collapse happens. So technically, it's out of range at this point. Like it would, this wouldn't actually hurt it because it's only a close burst one. So it's close burst one. Is is it an attack against AC or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Um, and what kind of damage does it do? It does, uh, so it actually creates a zone, uh, that lasts until the end of my next turn, the, the rippling earth, and, uh, each enemy in the burst would take a strength versus AC attack, which is one weapon plus my strength modifier, uh, the target is knocked prone if it would leave the zone, and, uh, the target also takes damage to my con modifier, but, like I said, I, I'm just trying to use it as a... Uh, less of an attack against the dragon and more of an attack against the tunnel, I guess. Okay, so a break DC for a natural 
stone wall of three foot thickness is 43. So you're going to have to roll high, but I'll let you make the attack on it. I'm not going to make it a 43, because, you know, it's not a strength check, it's an attack. So there's, you know, other things that are playing in your favor. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that she's hoping, like, she's a warden. She's part of the mountain, so. Right. Nope. That's, like I said, you can so that do would it. Be you see her well. Uh, 23. Nice. That's still pretty high. I rolled a 14. That is nice. Oh, you only rolled a 14. Yeah. And, um, roll your damage. 12 damage. Okay. The floor, even as far away as Dicol, begins to vibrate. Dicol or Boothol? Dicol. Oh. So I'm, I'm saying it's like it's not like right at the edge of Quintal, it's well, not right at the edge of it. I, I understand that it's like an area of burst one. Yeah. But I'm saying like, I imagine that you were targeting the ceiling and trying to get it collapsed down. But I'm telling you that, like, even the floor underneath the dipole is shaking. Well, she's just trying to collapse as much as she possibly can. Right. Right. Now, is is this a standard? Is this a standardly made mine or a like a magically made mine where there are wooden supports evenly spaced throughout? Nope. There. Or is it literally just carved stone? It is. It is carefully carved, but because it is a mine and not meant necessarily for, like, long-term habitation and, like, being displayed, at least at the moment, um, not incredible amounts of care have gone into the carving. So, yes, there are those timbers that you're talking about. I'm imagining that is the entirety of your turn, Guntal. That is the... I, yep. And, well, I do have a... Uh action point again, I suppose. Don't know that there's anything I can do. Yeah, I already used... Yeah, I can't use my daily or the encounter that goes with that daily. The action point lets you do what again? Uh, extra standard action, essentially. And a, and a move can be used as a standard. So you can move again? I could move. But, yeah, she, no, I'm not going to do anything. She's concentrating on trying to bring the thing down. So, I mean... Uh, I could move out of the way, but I feel like that, I think that, um, she's trying to maintain the zone there. So, go ahead. Did, but I mean, but would you know how effective it was? I don't or, know. In this case, not given how much stone, you know, there is? I, I think that you're not going to be able to tell based on... I think you're going to look for cracks. I think you're going to look for signs that it's about ready to go and that it's actually going. Where is the... Can you mark on the map where the nearest one of the support beams would be? Sure. I can put a couple of beams across there. That's already pretty cracked. Here, how, how about this? Um, I'm going to use my action point to do my strength of stone at will action. Uh, which it's drawing power from the earth to make the attack. Um, so she's going to essentially try and like do a feedback loop. She's drawing power from the earth to smash the earth apart. So hopefully pulling power out of it weakens it. And then she's using that same power to weaken it more. Okay. 
Okay. So you want me to roll? Yeah. Okay. That was not as good. Uh, 18 versus AC. And this was, again, attacking the rock itself? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Less smashing my sword against it and more just trying to pull the power out of it. Um, well, it, you know, if it was an unweakened, solid stone, you know, Borgen card rock, probably wouldn't do much. But because it's already starting to weaken, that did further the process along. Okay. Then I'm definitely done now. Sorry, Steve. Why are you sorry? Because you were about ready to go. Uh, no, I was about to say oh, something. okay. But Dicol is going to move here. And I'm not facing the lava. I'm going to turn around and face the beam and take it out at essentially, you know, wherever I kind of see some of those weak points are, that's what I'm aiming for. Because I have a hammer, obviously, not a sword. Okay? Yes. Do I have to make an attack? Do I have to do anything? What do you want me to do? You do have to make an attack. Okay. I rolled an 18. I don't know what I'm adding. Oh, is it just a melee basic? I don't think so. That's what that, yeah. Okay, then that is a 27 then, I think. Yeah, plus 9, so 27. Uh, go ahead and roll some damage. Yes! Another 10, so 15. That one's rolled two 10s tonight for damage. You crack the board uh, in half, and what you're going to end up with is... Oh no, I didn't do what I wanted to do. There we go. <laughs> And now you have herpes. <laughs> Is that what those black lines are? <laughs> yep, they're attacking. <laughs> oh, God. Remember the thing I needed to tell you about, sweetie? <laughs> I know this now isn't the best time, but... I've got crabs. <laughs> yeah, it is crabs. Um, Delicious So. It's, oh, it has... Maybe, maybe dwarves have big crabs. They, like, eat them. <laughs> they travel thing. directly from their from their pubic mane up into their beard. <laughs> oh God! You get face crabs. <laughs> um, so the board sort of broke and fell down. It sort of remains fixed in the uh, corners. So then it basically like you broke out a chunk from the middle, and then it the, the, just fell down like on a swivel, kind of. Okay. So they are restricting the area that you could go through if you wanted to retreat. But the other thing that it did is it now you can see that the cracks in the ceiling span. They are extensive where you are, and they are pretty uh, dense out to where this first board is at. And they do continue even back to this next board. So given that we are dwarves... Do we see anything that leads us to believe that doing what we were doing would achieve the goal of collapsing the, the tunnel, if we were able to take out the boards? Taking out the boards would assure a more thorough collapsing of the tunnel. You guys are very close to collapsing the mouth right now. You are, because you haven't seen the full size of the dragon yet, you are not certain as to whether or not collapsing just the mouth would be sufficient to keep it away. Right. Okay. So once I see the, the beam break, 
So the the dialogue on my turn will be, take out the beams, lass. I pre- uh, let's see. So you both did a move. Uh, you did a move. You did a attack, and you did a speech. And you don't have a minor that you speech. want to do to you. Do we get a speech action um, every turn? No, you have a monologue action. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's all <laughs> internal. Yes. Uh, I will use the minor to activate. Because I don't see. Okay, so let's just be clear in terms of game terms, not metagaming. So the defender aura says you activate the aura and it lasts until you until you end it or until you fall unconscious. Is there a reason you would ever take it off? Maybe you have options to use multiple auras. Okay, so at this point for this character, would there ever be a reason to turn it off? Not one that I can think of. Okay. So I, uh, given that, I would think that it would always be on. So I will use my uh, Battle Wrath, because to be clear, the ability to push it would do nothing, right? Um, Pushing the beams would do nothing. Pushing the beams. In terms of uh, like the ability to push things. Right. So I will... uh, I'll take the Battle Wrath stance to try to inflict more damage when I attack with my Warhammer. That is it. My turn is over. Okay. The dragon is going to... Give us all candy. (laughs) What is the red aura for? Well, so, I just wanted to put that on. Technically, I'm going to say that it doesn't penetrate through the lava, but... What doesn't? His aura. Oh. So he comes through because now he can. And he is going to do his double attack. Oh, goody. This sounds. I mean, if his initiative's 33, right. I can only imagine what the I attacks know. are going to be. Like, it's almost going to be ludicrous. Not the singer? The, the guy. Well, I don't know if you call ludicrous a singer, but. That's why the I said guy. the guy. I was very clear. <laughs> so. I'm not going to tell you guys what I rolled, um, <laughs> but I didn't roll ones, so it, hit, it hits. Hmm. Is it flashing? Is it is, it, is your die mocking the fact that it's going to kill people? I rolled an eight and a four. TJ just did this because he knows, he, he wants to have something where he can hit even with his crappy rolling. There, you know, there you go. Next adventure against <laughs> the gods. Titan. Who is it attacking, TJ? Is attacking both of us? Both. Both of you. It's going to squash us both and get <clears throat> is blood this a guts single all over attack Google. Or is it two separate attacks? It makes two claw attacks, so it's attacking each of you with a claw once. Now hold on. And just is be that clear. a single attack where it can like okay? Because it matters if it's a it's attacking twice and one of them doesn't include me, I can do something. But if it's attacking once and it can have two targets with a single attack that it's including me and I can't do anything. So, Agreed. there is the claw attack, which is a standard at will, and then there is the double attack, which is also a standard yes. at will. Okay. Then, and the no. double attack says <laughs> the dragon makes two claw attacks. Now, you said you marked him, I right? did, yeah. Okay. Then, then ignore what I said. Which is, so that's why I'm saying he's going to 
attack each of you once, because I assume that it doesn't say it has to be a single target. Yeah. That's just yeah. my... I'm just curious if it, how it was broken down so that, like, if there was an attack that didn't include me, I could do something. But obviously... We're going to squeeze every... We're going to squeeze every bit of life out of these characters until the dragon squeezes every bit of life out of these characters. (laughs) Absolutely. I get a plus one AC. Does that make a difference? (laughs) My AC is 21 instead of 20. Unless it's 40, don't talk to me. Oh. Um. God. Great. You know, we never have had the epic, epic battle. I mean, you guys did fight a, a good-sized dragon in the 3.5 camp. Paul takes 24 damage. Oh. Wow, that doesn't strike me as being enough. Compared to what I thought it would be. And Steve takes 27. There is a, there's a closer number. I'm down to 16. But we can both use our That's second right. wins. Um... The dragon really right now is not feeling particularly vengeful. He's just kind of irritated about what's bothering him. It is Boodle's turn now. I really wish he would try to either knock us prone or move us so that we could use our standard ground and dwarven <laughs> abilities. <sighs> okay. I just wanted to organize this so you guys could at least be on top when he comes in. Um, Boothel, realizing that you guys aren't coming runs back, and when he heard Dykel yell, Hit the beams, lassie! He heard, Hit the beams, laddie! And so he assumes <laughs> that he's supposed to hit the beams as well. So, or maybe that or he has low self-esteem and assumes that he's being called a woman. <laughs> that I'm mocking his masculinity. <laughs> yeah, even as he's ready to die. Oh, that Dykel, what a guy. What a kid, <laughs> He's the kind of kind of coach who's always calling Bootho a little girl. All right, girls. <laughs> yeah. You swing that hammer right, like girls, a little girl. Up. <laughs> but it has to be said through right. a bullhorn. All right. As much as he really wants to do something to help, he heard hit the beams. So he's he's going to hit the beams. So there's no crack in these beams currently. Despite what happened with the other beams? I'm just asking. I'm no, right. you're right, because uh, this one should have some in it. There's a couple, as the ceiling is starting to move down a little bit. Huzzah! And uh, who's more almost dead? I'm guessing Steve is, right? Because he yeah. has more hit yeah, points for some reason? Steve's more almost dead. All right, well, yeah, you can use a healing search, Steve. So then I just get 13 back. Correct. Woohoo. And there are now more cracks. Dragons. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes, there are more enormous, enormous dragons. Oh. Uh, it is now Kunthal's turn. <laughs> oh no, that beam has crabs. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, hold on a second. So, bad news. Creatures that start or, wait, that enter, or start their turns in the aura, take 20 fire damage. See ya. Is this a save thing that I could save against? Because I could save at the start of my turn. It's fire damage. Do you take 
Any resistance to fire damage? Nope. 20 damage. I, I do. I am down. Wait, didn't you use the healing surge? I didn't get a chance. It's the start of my turn. Then why did I get one? It's not your turn yet. You got the healing surge because I granted it to you because you had fewer hit points. Boothal granted you a healing surge. Oh, only one person got it. Correct. Oh. But you haven't had a turn yet that started in the aura. Correct. Yeah. Which you will... uh, I will now. You will now. (laughs) So, Boothal's turn is over. And I don't see her on the turner anymore. I feel like her turn's perma over. That is true. She burns up screaming. Uh, no, come on. Dykel. Can we at least do the I love you while you just, screaming? You, she holds her hand out to you and you end up just holding like her her Ash. her hand and then it it's like her wrist is just charred. It's not connected to anything. That's... Oh, that's really sweet. I was imagining it was a thing, like, as you look at her, she goes through the same transformation that the Nazi goes through in uh, <laughs> Rare, or, uh, um, Last Crusade. Yep. She chose poorly. She should have used SPF 900. Yep. Dicole keeps the promise ring hand that he has. <laughs> yeah, but now it's the beginning of Dicole's turn. So I'm down to six. All right. Um, use your minor. Use your dwarven powers. Yes, dwarven <laughs> power. Go. <laughs> which, which will only keep you alive. Like <laughs> no. not at all. So we move here, uh, depressed as all hell and angry. So the 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 battle stance that I took of rage or whatever it was, uh, wrath. I'm sorry, is entirely appropriate. Uh, and... Now, first, as you move, I, you have to kick this Boothal backwards away from you. That should be a free action. Oh, I totally am. No, I am. <laughs> you, you didn't let me get anywhere okay. on my turn. You know what, though? Could Can is can pushing be a minor action? Um... Not the not the game term push. No, no, no. I'm like, going to shove you. Right. That sounds like something that's more of a standard. Um, but let me see real quick. Is it one point? I mean, the player's handbook has like a list of what it's prob- what's considered to be a minor action. I, if it's not too egregious of a deviation, I'll allow it. But if it's like okay. way way off, I'm like eh. Uh, I'm trying to shove Boothal. That's what I want to do. So, you let me know if that's something I can use as a minor. Minor actions are enabling actions. Simple actions that usually lead to more exciting actions. (laughs) Pulling an item from a pot or a sheath. Opening a door or a treasure chest. Picking up an item in your space or an unoccupied square within your reach. I feel like you kicking me is uh, an enabling action that leads to more exciting actions. This is... This is, this, is, this is the sequence of events. Is is the beam flush with the ceiling, or is there a space between it and the ceiling? Um, it's starting to bow down a little bit, so there is now... A, I'm totally imagining the hammer becomes... Like the swinging point, I run because I'm. A, this is a mall, right? Or is it? Or is I guess it's only one handed. 
Well, regardless, I see myself trying to jump up since it is still dwarven height. You know, it's not a six foot tall or it's not like a 12 foot tall tunnel because it wasn't built by humans. It was, you know, built by dwarves. What I'm trying to do is make an athletics check to jump up and swing on that and use the force to, like, with both feet to kick Boothal out of the way, um, you know, heroically. And then pull the hammer down after you. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, and then if I, and, and then basically as I, of course, follow my ass because I'm a dwarf and have no dexterity or, you know, I'm not nimble enough to actually succeed at doing that, hit that thing on the way down and basically get crushed by everything because uh, I'll use my my extra action-y thing for it. Uh. So I guess it doesn't really matter whether it's a minor or not because I'm going to use a move and I have two standard actions. So if you if you agree that pushing him can be at least a standard action, then a standard action is what I use. So it doesn't matter either way. So my goal is to attack the beam and push Boothal. But I'm trying to do it you know, cinematically in a cool way. So we decide that you don't care what I say, you're doing it. That sounds about Correct. right. Roll athletics. Uh, what is my athletics? A 10? 9? It's an 18 is my roll. All right. And so your move was to get there. Your first standard action was to swing and kick. And your... Second standard action was to use sort of a twisting, jerking motion to further damage the beam, correct? Well, it would be the, you know, uh, as Gollum falls into the lava, it would be me falling backwards, but in that final, you know, motion of falling back, swinging the hammer one more time, you know, holding, holding, you know, in, in one hand I have the hammer swinging at the beam, in the other arm I have the the shield attached to my arm, you know, obviously protecting, but the hand is holding the disembodied hand of what's her name? Kun Kunthol. And the and the shot would be on the on the two hands as he squeezes it tight and then it would go back to the hammer being swung again. So yes. Okay. And really it's all cinematic because I could have just run up, pushed Uthol and then just attack the beam, but this is, sounds cooler. Roll in acrobatics real quick. <laughs> what? Dwarven acrobatics. This is this can only end poorly. Well, I rolled a fourteen. I could have rolled worse. You do everything that you described. Alright, so do I do I make an attack against the beam then? Yes you do. Alright. So Ugh. A four. 11. No, sorry, I can't do math. 13. There you go. That beam splits, and uh, you can feel how much the wall is shaking. <laughs> As I fall flat on my back. Yes. You get the wind knocked out of you, and... And fire encapsulates my body. You would feel as though the dragon should be moving, but time seems to slow down for you. And you notice that the heat from the dragon is causing these boards to just completely uh, conflagrate. Conflagrate. Whatever. Conflagrate. Okay, I was right. Conflagrate. And, Conflagrate. Uh, <laughs> Conflagrate. Conflagrate. Conflounder. <laughs> and then what happens? 
Uh, sorry, I'm trying to. Vocabulary. Looking up big words. No, 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 I'm trying to indicate that these boards have been burned apart. Combusted. Um, yes, that, um, that they are on fire and that the ceiling now is getting hot as well. And Daigle loses his breath just as the ceiling starts to come down. I'm glad I just I got to... As he, has a, as he has a huge smile on his face. I don't know, his death seems worse than Kuntal's death. Because he's about to be buried oh, alive. Yeah. <laughs> he's just going to be crushed and I... wounded, <laughs> like laying I under there. buried alive. Slowly baked to death in this, like, makeshift oven. <laughs> yeah. All these boxes are coming yep. to save me. That's absolutely what they Magic, are. magic healing boxes. And now, a word from our sponsor, Dropbox. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Maybe they would give us some money. Because um, they're awesome. <laughs> we, we'd we only piss it away anyway. <laughs> no, Boothole. Now, now the one to cover uh, up his name. Oh, never mind. Or him. Now we just have Dick there in the middle. So uh, true, <laughs> You'd have to zoom in really far to be able to see his <laughs> I swear the... it was TJ's idea. The wait, what was my idea? Nothing. What? Moving along. The tunnel collapses thoroughly and completely. Whoa. TJ just TJ Whoa, just there goes. There he is. Wait, can my final gesture as he lays on the ground just before he dies is folding up the fingers on his dead girlfriend's hand to make a middle <laughs> finger for the dragon. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be awesome. He wriggles his arms to do that in his last little bit. <laughs> his death throws. Boothel is knocked unconscious. He awakes later. It is utterly dark. He is incredibly thirsty. And although he is hot, he is no longer painfully hot. That could be my band name. Painfully hot. Painfully hot. <laughs> and so he tries to stand and realizes he's pinned and he tries to sit and he realizes he's pinned and he tries to crawl and he realizes he cannot move. He lies there and after an hour he begins to call. After a few more hours he calls some more and he continues this process for about We'll say three days. 37 days. <laughs> near the end of the third day, or near the end of the second day, he can hear voices, and so he feels content knowing that at least his body will be found. Late in the third day, a water skin is passed to him using a pole. Oh, I thought you were going to say he rose from the dead. And it takes another three days before they can safely extract him without, you know, the tunnel collapsing in on him. Although he can't do much, he whispers that Kunthal was lost and Daikol was probably lost as well, but his remains may be possibly recovered. And then he passes out. He sleeps 
for what he was told is about a week and a half, about 10 days, and then he has fitful sleep for the next week or so. He's kept pretty well medicated to help him relax and recover because he is, his body is so badly bruised and broken. Every night he's put to bed and every day when they return, he's shivering, but all of his covers are kicked off of him. He goes about this for about a month and when the bandages and the splints come off, he's, you know, a great celebration is held to celebrate his recovery and to honor the great friends and companions, Daikol and Kunthal. And to commemorate this party while Kunthal's been recovering, a great mural has been carved into the dining hall, depicting these two new heroes in the legends of the Firemount clan. What are they doing? You can imagine for yourself. In the mural. You can imagine what they're doing in that mural. <laughs> uh, doggy style? <laughs> I was going to let you make the dirty joke, and I was going to say, no, actually what they are doing is... Um, <laughs> Thank you for that moment. I appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. It shows them bravely standing with weapons raised and the massive head of a dragon. The mural implies that they get the better of the dragon. That sounds like what happened. Without outrightly showing them, like, you know, one foot planted on the ground, the other, like, slightly raised on top of the dragon's snout. Like, you don't have that. But, like, you know, it implies that, like, they got it. Good. The celebration is held, but Boothel seems uncomfortable. Everyone assumes that it's because he's still sad that he lost his friends. The next day, Boothel is gone, and no one knows where, and no message is left behind. As you guys know, Boothel became terrified of the collapse. Dwarves don't suffer collapses. You know, dwarves mind, but they know their business. Tight spaces aren't a big deal. But after being pinned and nearly dying alone and unable to move, Woodville can't stand the idea of being in a confined space. And he has left his clan and doesn't really feel uh, a connection to any place. And perhaps another time, I will come up off the cuff of my ass with a story of how he came to serve the Raven Queen. But for now, you hopefully understand why he is not so comfortable in the current situation our heroes are facing. Hooray. Well yeah. done, sir. Thank you. I was, I was initially thinking that uh, maybe you guys would also be trapped and could be the brave example of you know, the dwarves just dealing with it and Boothel being even more ashamed. But uh, I was glad you guys chose to be the valiant heroes. Oh, <laughs> well, we are defenders. That's what we do. Or <laughs> did. Or did. Did. Yes, I did. So, that's the game. Ta-da! <laughs> As always, thanks for listening and find us on Twitter at LTMGaming. <laughs>